podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins. Put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody, we started as a four today, we might as well bring everybody in right from the start. Welcome along to the IPL Daily Podcast, I am the Cricket Badger James Butler and as you can see on the screen we're joined by Neil Clare and Deepak today to talk about CSK's win over Neil's SRH, SRH down and out and gone and CSK basically with a Q next to them on the uh, table because they have now officially qualified for the last four and the way they're playing you wouldn't put it against them going all the way in this competition we're going to talk about CSK's victory today we're also going to talk about Ashwin's overthrow controversy because that carries on rumbling on and uh, I know there's differences of opinion on the WhatsApp group we have a Cricket Badger IPL WhatsApp group with everybody on it and this morning we were talking about it and I know I've got very different opinions to a few other people so we'll see how Deepak and Claire and Neil respond to my suggestions that Ashwin was well out of order basically um, for going for that overthrow after it hit Rishab Pant. Anyway, let's get back to today's game and CSK. Neil, A, it was very much one-way traffic that much. B, how on earth did SRH get it into the the final over? And C, wasn't it good to see MSD hitting a six to finish it? Um, well, I think B and C may be, uh, may be related. Uh, how does it get to uh, a last over if uh, MSD is there batting at the end? Uh, he, d- he does love a, uh, a big shot to finish it off uh, right the death, doesn't he? To be, to be honest, I'm not as disappointed as I have been in the past this season with, with SRH. I think we were 10, maybe 15 runs shorts of par but but you've been that in pretty much every match this season though haven't you oh no we've been <laughs> way over that in a, in a load of see, load of games uh, previously that this it's it's bizarre this Sharjah pitch has been really really tough I'm sure it's uh, the same stadium where uh, our friend Sheldon, uh, friend of the show, got to Atiyad and people were scoring 200, 220 plus last season. Even last season, though, the scores came down. The more it was played on, the scores started to come down, didn't they? But they weren't as low as this. It was the highest scoring ground, wasn't it? Oh, it was by far. I mean, it's a small ground. Um, I understand that it's a new pitch that's been laid, I I assume, with the World Cup in mind. Take it back, um, Neil. Take it back to the shop. <laughs> people more knowledgeable than me say that it can sometimes take some time to bed in. There, there was a season where the Chinnaswamy was, uh, I think it just had new drainage put in and you're getting like 140, 150 scores in a poacher's stamp. And it's, it's bizarre how even a really small ground can be so affected by the pitch. When Josh Hazelwood at, you know, eight foot ten uh, is getting it to bounce around people's ankles in the first couple of overs. <laughs> well, it's all this man out there by a long way and finding little bounce in the first couple of overs of the game. Then you do worry. Well, as an Indy fan, I don't worry. As an England fan or a West Indies fan, uh, you may worry a bit about the World Cup if those are the types of pitches that you're going to be playing on. Um, it's not it's not Trent Bridge. Claire, I wasn't on last time you were on, but uh, Terry the Tarantula was uh, became the star of the podcast. I understand that you've not actually located him and kicked him out of the house yet, so he could actually appear again today. 
He could appear today. I have to say, though, the other night when he did appear, he attacked rather than appeared and came running towards me and then hid just under the corner of the sofa for the rest of the evening, but in my eye line. So eventually I had to, like, go upstairs because, of course, spiders can't climb stairs. So I was safe. And then I haven't seen it since... But I've got my first line of defence, which um, an old wives' tale is about having freshly picked conkers in the room and apparently they repel spiders. Now, I've Googled it. It's not true, according to Google, <laughs> but then, hey, who knows? But it's it's certainly making me feel a little better. And so far, there is no sign of the intruder. Well, you could throw the conkers at but him. But if I scream you? and run. I wanted you to mic Terry up today so you could actually put him alongside you and we could have another a spider fan. Well, he's budget. big enough to have a set of these <laughs> earphones in, let me tell you. I mean, the thing was the size of my hand. Um, getting back to the cricket, it's... SRH. I know I've, I've got quite a soft, soft spot for SRH, and I think you have as well, because we had a few Yorkies playing for uh, SRH in the past, and I've always quite liked the way they play. I like Rashid Khan, I like Kane Williamson, etc. Um, but they've not really gelled at all this season. We've seen SRH in the past. They've often left it late and come through to make the playoffs, and they've won it in the past, but it's never really looked like happening this time, Claire, has it? It hasn't, and even the win the other night was like, it didn't really look like it was going to happen yeah there's some great players in the team I'm a massive fan of Kane Williamson I just love his all approach to the game and um, Jason Holder who was great tonight nice to see him doing well so there's a lot of good components but for some reason it's just yeah just not um, not coming through for him which is it's, it's tough to see but then I think like I mentioned earlier it is nice to see um, MS you know, like doing his thing and not just sort of flopping out or being a has-been. So, yeah, I guess when it's neither of my big teams, it's uh, you can just appreciate performances. And, um, and yeah, some really good little... I thought the bowling was great. Nice to see Sid Cole having a... You know, giving it a real go. When he he nearly did it, didn't he? He nearly so. did it. He nearly pulled it out of the fire, but um, not quite, not quite today for him. Deepak, good to have you back on the podcast. CSK. Are we seeing the winners of IPL 2021 before our very eyes? They seem to be, I mean, they're top of the table. They've got Q next to them having qualified. You wouldn't put it past them finishing top of the table the way they're playing. Even when they're not playing that well, they seem to still be winning, which isn't a bad knack to have. Are they going to win the thing? Uh, well, there are very high chances. Uh, the only team that I see that that is, that is capable of stopping them right now is Delhi Capitals. That's because the kind of pace they have uh, in Rabada, Nokia and Avish. And uh, if you see the CSK mid Order, they uh, they have a weakness against raw pace, so uh, that's one team which can uh, really trouble CSK. And of course, uh, if Mumbai come along to the playoffs, they they are always a tough opponent. The, the way it's set up, Deeps, is that the obviously the table only plays a certain amount of um, of a part in this, isn't it? The top four go through, but then after that, we start again effectively. So anybody that actually yeah. gets into that top four can win the thing. And the form in the in the in the group stage obviously plays a part. You get momentum, you get a bit of confidence, but it doesn't actually count for anything when you get to the playoff situation to some extent it does momentum plays a big part but uh, there's a thing called peaking at the right time and uh, more often than not we have seen RCB peaking, uh, peaking at the start of the tournament and then going downhill and exact opposite for Mumbai Indians so it, it's it's about who peaks at the right time like in 2016 we saw SRH come out of nowhere and you know they were probably placed third or fourth and just about qualified and they are still the only team who played a eliminator and then went on to uh, win the tournament anything can happen once there is the playoffs. It's about uh, picking at the right time. (laughs) 
badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Neil, um, looking at the, the Sunrises card today, Vidimin Sahar, by far the uh, the highest scorer um, for uh, the uh, Sunrises today. Uh, nobody else got past 18. Jason Roy, though, two off seven for him. He never got going at all today. And these are the kind of tracks that he's going to be expected to open for England in the in the T20 World Cup. It doesn't bode that well, does it? The, these are also the, uh, the kind of tracks that Jason Roy historically has really struggled on. Um, he's one of those guys that, for us based in the UK, we watch cricket on Sky a lot and commentators are always asking why, why is he not getting picked up in the IPL? Why is he not getting picked up in the IPL? Because this is what Jason Roy does. If you give him a good track, a flat track, especially uh, in places like Australia, he's absolutely brutal. When it gets a little bit um, little bit dirty uh, or it spins a bit, then he's very hit or miss. And that's what he's been like in the IPL throughout his career. Um, at Delhi, he scored a beautiful century at the Wankade, but did very little else. He was in and out of the squad and down at number six at Gujarat Lions. And I thought he played really well in the last match. But yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get off to a flyer, then you do worry a little bit. Um, and for England, that will be something that Owen Morgan looks at. I don't think his place in the squad is... Uh, under consideration, but you got Johnny Bairstow, um, who could very easily slot uh, slot in at the top, and there's a wealth of riches in the middle order um, that can be moved around. So he'll definitely be hoping for the uh, the tracks to flatten out uh, to get some more scores to get himself into some form on these kind of tracks as well so that when it comes to the World Cup he's uh, he's ready to go but historically this isn't where he does well Has Owen Morgan got any any? he can't exactly take um, Jason Roy into a corner and say you're out of form you're not playing because Jason Roy could just turn around and say well, when was the last time you scored any runs Owen Morgan but um, we'll, we'll we'll probably talk about that another day on the, on the podcast <laughs> he, uh, he did die the Champions Trophy though didn't he it was, uh, was it Jason Roy who, who dropped out when uh, Johnny Bairstow came in and started started his tremendous run of white ball form back in 2017. Yeah, yep. you, can, you can't keep failing um, indefinitely. Claire, the CSK opening partnerships in T20 make a massive difference, don't they? If you can get a pair to walk in at the top of the order and consistently put on 50 or more in the power plays, it gives you an incredible foundation. You've got Rutteraj Gerquad, um, who got 45 today, Faf de Plessy, who's right at the top end of the, the race for the Orange Cap this season. You kind of forget that he scored loads of runs in the first half of this tournament when it was in India. Um, but they are forming a really formidable partnership and that's going to take CSK, it is taking CSK a long way in this tournament. Yeah, it certainly is. And I was just thinking, um, like in the last season, was the opening partnership so different when CSK, you know, there's a makeup of the team so completely different. CSK just didn't, you know, they won, was it? three or four four or five matches the whole of the tournament and yet this time 
time. It's the makeup's not that much different, but they are just. Gay um, quads a different you know, one, isn't classy, he? Because I guess he's coming off. That they had Shane Watson kind of loitering around the yeah, top order last time, and time, I guess yeah. limping out. Yeah, and and it wasn't a settled top order, and I guess that's where they've found Guy Quad, and he's come through, and they've just found this open partnership, which yeah, he's setting the platform. Form for for their winning form, I guess. So that's uh, things are falling into place for him nicely. Deepak um, Suresh Rainer, just two runs today for him. It's kind of the way he's playing at the moment, you're banging a short ball at his ribs, and then you bowl a full ball next up, and he's out. Yeah, yeah. Uh... He, uh, we look, we, we got to cons- consider that he hasn't been playing much cricket, uh, unlike uh, the rest of the squad. Uh, and he has been given a role uh, that uh, you just go and smash it. Or uh, uh, he is generally coming into the situations where there is not uh, very much pressure on, on him, except for that Mumbai game. So, not much of a concern if you ask me, but uh, if the top two fail, in some games, then Rainer has to step up against the spinners. Rashid Khan's interesting as well, Deepak, isn't he? Because he's such a good bowler that they just seem yeah. to put a foot on him and play him out and just concentrate on attacking the others. I mean, Rashid Khan, if he was just on skill level, he would always be purple cap winner or very close to it. But yeah, one one wicket today for him. He tends to get ones and twos now rather than threes and fours, which he did when he first burst onto the scene because people are very careful against Rashid Khan these days, aren't they? Much to do with the uh, overall attack uh, SRH have. If Rashid had uh, someone more, uh, someone of a more wicket-taking bowler like... Uh, say Shami or Rabad or Bumrah, then teams would have looked to, you know, score of Rashid as well. Now they don't, uh, This you see an SRH lineup, you see which bowler to play out, which bowler to attack, there's only one man that's Rashid Khan. You play him out, you, you, you got the game in your hand. And, uh, to add to it, uh, Ruturaj, I mean, did you see that uh, lofted straight dive, uh, which went on to six in the second ball he faced off Rashid Khan? That was. That There's was, not many people, Deepak, that have a go at Rashid Khan, is there? Yeah, Because they, exactly. do, they do tend to kind of try and play him out, but Gayakwad went for him, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, if you look at this, this season, the overall plan has been far attacking the Pacers and uh, Rutraj going after the spin. So if you if you look closely, Moin, Faf, and Drive do have you know kind of shielded Faf from top class spin, uh, and Faf has done done the same with pace bowlers. So going along quite well for them. How is Faf de Plessy, who is as I say right towards the top end of the batting um, stakes in this IPL on different pitches as well, and doing it in the UAE now? Neil, how is he not in the South African team? For the World Cup. <laughs> well, was it Faf Chris Morris in run to here? Who didn't even get a courtesy phone call from uh, Mark Boucher? Uh, George Linder as well didn't make it in. Yeah. It's um. Well, didn't it, didn't it, in run to here find out on Twitter that he he, he wasn't he hadn't made the squad or so? It was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, he did, he didn't get um he didn't have a word from uh from the selectors. It's mind boggling, really, because this South African team could be contenders if they got their act together but somehow they managed to find a way to trip themselves up it's impressive that they managed to do it before the tournament this time instead of waiting for the knockouts well, if that's the warm-up though do you imagine what the um, controversy is going to be actually in the tournament if they keep I mean it's just it's just so disrespectful for a player like Imran Tahir that always gives his all to find out on social media or whatever that he's not part of that squad that makes no sense at all it's really disrespectful for somebody that's given a lot to that team and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Looking at the table, 
then, as we've all played, all the teams have played 11 matches now. CSK sit top of it. They're through to the final four. They're on 18 points. You've got Delhi Capitals that mathematically need another win, but 16 points might be enough for them. So I think we can safely assume that CSK and DC are going to be in the final four. RCB probably need one more win. KKR, they take on Clare's Punjab Kings tomorrow. We'll talk about that in just a second. Mumbai Indians are level with KKR on 10 points. Punjab Kings and Rajasthan Royals are on 8 points. And Neil, just put fingers in your your ears. Sunrisers Hyderabad back in last place on 4 points and uh, certainly are going to be going home after the group stage is finished. Let's move on, Claire, to tomorrow. Punjab Kings taking on Kolkata Knight Riders. Now, if Kolkata win this, they go to 12 points and they'll be four points ahead of Punjab Kings with two matches to play. This is a real four-pointer, this, isn't it? Because if Punjab Kings win it, they go level with KKR and then it is all to play for on the final two matches. This is a huge game. Yeah, it's a massive game. And I mean, don't we all want to keep the competition alive? I guess there's going to be a lot of people rooting for Punjab tomorrow. Just me. But um, yeah, a massive game. I'm already wondering whether I'm going to even be able to better watch it. I don't know what's more terrifying. The thought of the spider or trying to watch uh, such a another tense game it's really exciting the, the way the Punjab Kings play uh, you, you, you're safer if they've had a really bad start to the match aren't you because if they're actually dominant after about 30 overs they tend to lose those ones well I mean you know the ones that you think they're going to win they lose the ones that you think they're going to lose they win they have it in the bag they throw it away I don't know I mean it's uh, it, it, who knows I mean I think bowling is fairly settled it's just getting that battle order right and I mean I guess wondering if my if neck has recovered and where are they going to put Mara it's hard to judge and which team is actually going to make it out onto the pit so um, uh, it'd be interesting to see that tomorrow I'm looking forward to seeing who gets the game and uh, it'd be nice to see you know like the lights of Poran maybe pulling it off you're going to at the end of this podcast do your usual thing and you're going to give your troops a rallying cry and inspire them ahead of that match against the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders tomorrow who knows wins put your money where your mates are there's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Let's uh, let's move, change tack and go to R. Ashwin and the overthrow controversy that uh, happened in uh, in the last game that he played. The ball basically hitting Rishabh Pant, cannoning offing him, cannoning off him, and then they completed another run, and which is not against the rules. That's the first thing to say. It's not against the rules, but it's against the spirit of the game. I mean, that very loose um, spirit of the game thing where basically it's kind of just considered to be the norm that if it hits a player and goes, bounces off them at a different angle, you don't run for it. I've seen a lot of comment today from people suggesting, well, how can Owen Morgan be such a hypocrite? Because he's complaining about that, but he was happy to take the World Cup after the ball cannoned off Ben Stokes and went to the boundary. I think that's a completely different argument and we'll 
park that straight away before anybody brings it up because it came off Ben Stokes' bat. He stood there and said, I don't, I don't want these runs. I don't want to run for this. He never even made a move to run for it. And because it went over the boundary edge, he couldn't actually then say, we're not having those runs because they, they were given. So that's a totally different argument. But Deepak, let's start with you because I've not really heard your views on this yet. Is our Ashwin right? Because Ashwin basically has said that he didn't see the bull hit pant uh, and then was quite happy to trot back through it. But then he did add that if he had seen it hit pant, he would have been quite happy to drop through for another run anyway. Is that in the spirit of the game, Deepak? What is the spirit of the game, Deepak? I think uh, what's in the rules should be considered as the spirit of the game and nothing beyond the rules should be considered against the spirit of the game. And I think the comparison about the uh, World Cup final is quite fair. Yes, Ben Ben Stokes didn't run, but uh, the captain could have uh, easily said that we don't want those four runs and the ball could have been called a dead ball or anything. Is that actually possible? Because I don't know if it is or not. The umpires have rewarded the boundary. Uh, It's it's, it's possible actually. If you can withdraw appeal uh, appeal uh, against a run out or something like Krunal Pandya did uh, yesterday, uh, you can obviously do that uh, with a boundary. So hmm. yeah, the, for me that's a that that's a fair ag- argument. Isn't there? Isn't it right then, Neil? In sports, I mean, particularly cricket, which is incredibly officious. There's yeah, if you if you read the rule book of cricket, it lasts a long time and it's not the most exciting read. So I wouldn't recommend it to anybody unless you want to get to sleep early tonight. But there are so many rules prescribed. I mean, we even in the World Cup final, we'll go back to that again, but they have to basically get the rule book out there and, and work out what was happening because the umpires don't know every single rule in the book. In, in well, a, they didn't because they got it wrong. Yeah, exactly. But in a, in a world where there is so many rules written down, there still needs to be a little bit of scope for people to just do the right thing, doesn't there? I think the issue, the issue that I have is not so much with the laws. It's with a culture where a person's individual morality is superseding the laws and is done so um, on a very ad hoc basis. Um, what is morally correct for Owen Morgan, and I'll add Tim Southey in there as well, may not be shared by many other people around the world. Um, when was the last time, though, you saw somebody get hit by the ball and then take the run? I've seen several times where a bowler has picked up the ball in his follow-through. That's a different thing. No, 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 no. Don't go down that route because that's a different thing entirely. We're talking about when they're running. When was the last time you saw a a batsman get hit by the ball, it diverts off and them taking the extra run? Usually, they say, no, it's hit me, I'm staying. Um, Well, actually, my my example was uh, very similar. Where where the ball is thrown generally is in as intimidation. (laughs) Generally, it's intimidation. Bowlers throw the ball back at uh, back at a batter and uh, and give him a stare. I have seen it several times um, where the, it deflects off uh, somewhere towards square leg, and they do take a run off that. But as I said, that the, is a totally different example. I, to, I don't to what think so because it is. It no, is. It is. It is, it's an uh, it's a non-deliberate deflection off the batter and a run is then taken. It's because of a bad throw, the same way that people throw uh, run on overthrows when the ball's gone about 10 yards away from the wicketkeeper. I, th- I think, uh, as I said, there's a cultural uh, difference um, between some people believing one way of playing and some people I believing... Don't think, a, I, I know um, what you're saying there, because the, the, the suggestion is that because cricket is so old, it's been England and, in, and Australia that have kind of created all of the rules and that India is the kind of poor relation to some degree for, for a long time in that relationship, have been kind of not able to create the rules and they've got a different culture, so they therefore maybe see it a different way. I don't think in this instance that is even relevant because I think... I think this is just agreed across the board. I've seen Indians get hit by the ball and not 
take the extra run because it's hit me. I've got in the way, therefore I'm not taking the extra run. It's just, uh, to me, Claire, around the world, it's deemed to be unacceptable to do that. It's like when I introduce this podcast. I don't say, Deepak, you scumbag. I'm really not happy that you're on this podcast. I welcome you because that is kind of the acceptable thing to do. I am actually very happy you're on it, but the it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. you, you you don't do things. Certain things are accepted in life, and certain things aren't. Things like murdering somebody is written down in statute. It's written down in law. You're not supposed to do that. It's frowned upon, more than frowned upon. But the the thing with sport, it's like in snooker. You see in snooker, somebody's reaching across the the balls. He brushes it with his cuff. Nobody else sees it, but the snooker player, generally speaking, stands up and says. I've, I've touched the balls. It's a foul. You see it in other sports as well. You just, you know, it's not written in the rules, but you do it. I think this is an occasion where it's just, it's just acceptable. But on that basis, to avoid this kind of discussion, shouldn't we just say if the ball hits one of the batsmen whilst they're running, it's a dead ball immediately? It's again uh, dependent depending on the individual. Uh, I, I I don't I don't see Morgan being wrong here because uh, that's what that's that's what he believes and that's how he plays his game. And I don't see Ashwin being wrong here as well because he goes by the rules. As simple as that. And uh, in cricket, uh, like you mentioned, there are a lot of uh, you know uh, complicated things, complicated rules if something is morally wrong then make it a rule as simple as that i mean don't, don't you think that? deepak um, ashwin quite likes this kind of stuff i get the impression yes. that he, he actually quite revels in the fact that he can cause a bit of a stir every now and again uh, yeah he likes he likes taking up a fight uh, every now and then he likes taking up challenges especially when especially when people start criticizing him uh, I, I bet he didn't actually uh, see that the ball hit punt and the statement that uh, if i had seen i would have run it, it came uh, because of that controversy only. I don't think he would have done actually that. Sayuag's comments on Twitter as well were, incendi- <laughs> were incendiary. They, they were almost irresponsible because he's almost like starting trying, he's trying to start a fight or continue a fight that he has nothing to do with, which uh, is, is a completely different thing. Where do you stand on this this overthrow malarkey? Are, are you quite happy to see Ashwin say that he would run because it's part of the rules? Or do you think there should be some kind of like silent code that is kind of like just outside of the rule book where people just do the right thing every now and again? Well, there is a bit of a silent code where people do do the right thing sometimes like the example about you know withdrawing appeals and stuff um, and what I was trying to say earlier is I haven't actually seen footage of the incident but I, I all sorts of questions pop up in my mind like if the ball had hit Pan and then they went for the second run and somebody picked up the ball and run, him, run one of them out would that have been out then or would that have been oh it was a dead ball because it hit a player so he's not out and there's all sorts of sort of different things that can happen and like the overthrow thing and I guess two, there's two sort of camps, isn't there? The ones that would man cad and take a second drum and the ones that would do neither of those. So it, these, however, man cadding is, of course, in the rules. So that's slightly different. You know, that's, I don't that's know. That's wrong as well. Oh, it's not. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> so, but that is an actual... It's not wrong at all. Well, no, it's right, isn't it? So, but, <laughs> so you know, it's all those debates, which I guess... Are, <laughs> like those little things that makes cricket such a, a you know it's for me a sport a part a side of all of the sports and and yeah so well, there was a comment on our know. whatsapp group earlier claire where somebody said i think it was Anand said look at other sports you know that they they play by the rules and if it's in the rules you do it if it's out the rules you don't do it and that's it's that black and white but cricket shouldn't just because um, other sports maybe get things wrong. Cricket shouldn't lower itself to that, should it? Well, it, but is it? I mean, you know, we're not necessarily lowering 
Uh, you know, it's like um, when they're in a Yorkshire match this summer, one of the guys, did he get an injury or something or a cramp? And Yorkshire could have run him out and they didn't run him out. And there's this big, you know, oh, well, that's not in the spirit of the game. They could have run him out. But, you know, they, that was their choice. And what they said was, you know, the guy's down, I'm not going to do that. But again, there was they came in for a lot of criticism for that. So, But they did know. the right thing, Claire. And that's that's the spirit of the game. That's where the spirit of the game comes from, Neil, isn't it? Well, yeah, but that's... Doing the right thing. <laughs> but um, it, so, it but, should be. <laughs> yeah. Would it have changed it, it, anything for you, though, if the guy going for the run had have got run out? Would you think... Well, if he takes on the run and it's in the rules, he gets run out, doesn't he? Well, that, but yeah, but if it had been a dead ball because it hit the guy and he shouldn't have took the run, then... Yeah, but technically I mean? it's There's not... A it, lot of te- technically it's not a dead ball. That come, so yeah, it's not a dead ball. And, and, if, and if you are if you are nasty and cheaty enough to actually take the run, then you deserve to get run out. They should have run him out. Um, I, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. We could do a, we could do a twenty four hour podcast on this because there are so many nuances. Um, and Claire's mentioned mancad, and I'm desperate to try and talk about mancad, but that takes <laughs> oh, another, that takes us another ten minutes through this podcast that's why I as well. It up. Uh, just one thing on the spirit. Um, when people were talking about Nathan Lehman um, sending those coded signals to Owen Morgan uh, recently, Nathan Lehman came out and said, uh, the spirit of cricket is a very nebulous thing. It's very vague and can't really be policed um, when it comes to this. I think the spirit of cricket seems to be um, taken as a way that people should should be acting only when it actually um, helps certain people by people like Owen Morgan. You see, at least um, I'm, I'm consistent there because I don't think he should be doing that either. No, I, I, absolutely. I think the problem with the spirit is it means different things to different people and because it's not an agreed um, way of acting universally, that's where you end up with uh, with things like this. Um, so stick it, on, stick, on it man- the, stick it in the rule book. If it hits a, uh, hits a runner, it's a dead ball. Leave it to the umpires. Umpires can choose uh, if it's a dead ball, if it's uh, deflected off something. What What is interesting on the man-cadding uh, debate is no, how no, much no, no, people... Neil, Neil, Neil. No. This is going to be the second time on this podcast. I've... Oh, no. Don't, please don't <laughs> take us down this route. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna get a black rat. Cricket bat... The best kit available to maximise those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Meanwhile, um, there's some interesting uh, news coming from Kings, uh, coming from Punjab Kings. Chris Gale has left the bio bubble uh, due to bubble fatigue. So, oh, Chris oh, Gale's wow. gone. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, it saved them dropping him. Well, at least, at least, at least um, that news has stopped Neil bringing up mancads. Which yeah. is I was going to talk about Maeve Duma for Cameroon. Everyone loved her uh, doing her four mancads in uh, in two hours. I didn't. It's a disgrace. And I'll tell you what's worse. I'm going to do. I'm going to say one thing on mancads, and I can do it because we're on video. But when somebody goes into the bowling action and they get to there, and then they suddenly double back and go, eh, "Got you." I hate that. That's that is just that's skullduggery. That is not. That is just wrong. I love it. Yeah. 
The, the, the only thing that's wrong with it is, um, particularly in England, we're all taught to back up, but we are not taught that it comes to the risk of getting run out. If people understood that there was that risk of getting run out when they were backing up, then it'd be an acceptable risk to minimising your chance of getting run out at, uh, at the strike's end. I'm going to say something really frivolous now, but I was doing a football commentary the other day and we were discussing whether people hate diving in football because that's, that is blatant cheating. Somebody They should have a sniper on the roof of the stand and if somebody's seen to be diving, you stun him for 20 minutes with a stun gun like you would do a lion in the zoo. Um, and if you put a kind of an electric force field about two foot outside the popping crease at the non-striker's end and the player that that basically clicks off as soon as the ball leaves the bowler's hand so you basically risk electric shock if you go too far out of your crease that's one way around it we need to find something that actually stops man cutting and we shouldn't call it man cutting either because it's no. disrespectful to me but anyway let's move on and let's move back into tomorrow's match in fact no one last thing neil ashwin right or wrong ashwin right deepak ashwin right or wrong ashwin right claire ashwin right or wrong from what I know, Ashwin Wright. James, Ashwin Wright are wrong. I carry three votes as the host. He is wrong. So it's, it's still, still to be decided. It's a tie. <laughs> um, tomorrow's match, um, we see the Punjab Kings um, do or die for the Punjab Kings against the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders. If Kolkata win that, then um, they've kind of put sort of two toes or something into the playoffs. Mumbai Indians will be hot on their heels um, very quickly. Neil, who wins that match tomorrow? Come on, Neil. No, I, I, on form and uh, without Chris Gale, uh, KKR, uh, they're playing too well at the moment. They're on a late run. Deepak, what do you see it as? Uh, I think KKR winning. Claire, you're outside the dressing room. <laughs> tomorrow and your Punjab Kings they're in there they're knowing it's they're knowing it's last chance saloon they know it's uh, the tense the nervous inspire them you've got half a minute to inspire them right okay so yeah big big moment big speech so uh, Chris Gale out I mean first of all Chris if you're listening you know I respect your decision to leave the bio bubble so over to the um, team selection get this right but we've come close in every single match and on the law of averages, how our t- how our season's gone, we are due a win. So and fighting, staying to the competition. Everybody, hopefully by now, you know what your roles are and what you've got to do and what you can do on your best day. So tomorrow is do or die. And remember, a Punjab king lays down his life but never gives up. Tomorrow, we shall either win or die in the attempt. And that is from the do or die speech by Mr. Gandhi. So there you go. What more inspiration do you need as a Punjab king? Go for it. And I'll come, if you're watching and you want that, just clipping out and sending to you, then I'm more than happy to do that because Claire is desperate for you to win tomorrow. I'm sure you are as come well, Anil. And that could be that could be the difference. Play that in the dressing room five minutes before you go out and that could be the difference between the Punjab kings loitering on eight points or being in the thick of it on ten points after that game tomorrow. CSK, congratulations to you and to all of your fans watching. CSK are definitely qualified for the playoffs, um, but can Punjab Kings stay in the race or can Kolkata Knight Riders? They're not going to technically eliminate them because they make it very, very difficult for them if they beat them tomorrow. Neil, Deepak and Claire, you're completely wrong on the R. Ashwin thing, but thank you very much for coming <laughs> on the podcast today and uh, thank you everybody out there for watching and listening. In fact, just one second, just one second, we have a comment. <laughs> Rito saying, where's Terry, he's not Terry. You've let us down today. 
Terry the Tarantula. <laughs> Terry the Tarantula, you have let us down today. I was looking forward to an appearance from you today, and you have let us down. But next time Claire is on, make sure, Terry, you're tuned in. Get your earphones on, get your mic ready. You can come on the podcast as well. And we will be back tomorrow, everybody, to talk about more IPL. We'll see you then. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.